Wednesday at this time, we have community stories, stories that have impacted our community. And this one is a biggie. It's one that affects so many people, many, many more than we probably even realize. And we will be talking about the first National Fentanyl Poisoning Awareness and Prevention Day event. And the family of Travis James Gustafson is hosting this along with We Recovery, Next Step Recovery, and the Blue Earth County Treatment Courts. And the event itself is on August 21st, 2022. But we are going to chat about it today and how you can get involved and actually how it may have or may impact you and why it's important to know about. So with me this morning, I've got three guests who are very involved with this. I have Nancy Sack, who is the grandmother of Travis Gustafson. I have Jeff Wurzel, who is the Lieutenant Jeff Wurzel of the Minnesota River Valley Drug Task Force. And also recovery specialist Kara Richardson with the Next Step Recovery Blue Earth County Treatment Courts. Welcome to the show, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. It's kind of a somber topic we're ch- chatting about, as I saw. I mean, our topic could have been ripped from the headlines this morning, sadly, as I looked at the front of the free press the, above the fold, fentanyl provider convicted of murder, third degree mu- murder in overdose death. And then there's another one, possible overdose dose in North Mankato, which I believe it's suspected of fentanyl. So, I mean, this is a very timely topic and something that impacts us a lot. And I know Nancy Sack, you've been directly impacted. You lost a grandson to this. And that's why it sounds like you're the one that kind of wants to get this event out and about so everybody knows about this topic. Definitely. First, thank you for for having us here to talk about this. Um, My grandson died on February 24th, 2021. His heart stopped beating at 855, and at that second, our hearts broke. So I promised my grandson on the day of his burial that I would not rest until this was taken care of and that the numbers start coming down. Um, You know, we've lost 107,000 young people and adults to fentanyl, well, to overdose, but 90% of those are fentanyl-related. That's a lot. In Minnesota alone? No, that's in um, nationwide. Okay. I'm not sure exactly. I know we've lost well over 1,000 in Minnesota. Jeff knows the the numbers for that. You know, so we, and our the biggest thing for our family was the shock we were in because we didn't really know you know, we didn't know about fentanyl. We didn't know about Narcan, which is something that can counteract that if you can get to them in time. We learned more at, at Travis's wake than we had learned up till that point. So that's why we are just, I mean, that is just our goal now is to let parents know so they can talk to their kids. Awareness and education, that's the key to prevention. So, you know, we just need to get the word out there that this is going around and make people understand how deadly and dangerous it is. Well, Nancy, my condolences go out to you. That is, it's very, very hard. I just lost a niece to a a drug overdose back in April. And it it hits everyone hard. It, It really affects not just that person, it affects a lot. It's, it's, it has implications that reciprocate around, I mean, just go on and on. And Jeff Wurzel, Lieutenant Wurzel, you are on the Minnesota v- River Valley Drug Task Force. I don't know, for how many years have you been involved in that? Uh, going on about nine and a half. So you have seen how this has impacted individuals that, that, that have died and their families. Talk a little bit about how it's changed. Has it changed through the years since you started almost a decade ago? Absolutely. Uh, we didn't have any drug overdoses for several years up until about three or four years ago. 
we had uh, one or two, and it was heroin, and then we started hearing about fentanyl, which I had really no knowledge of fentanyl. We'd never seen it before, and now um, it's it's out of control, basically. Um, the, the year that Travis died, we had quite a few. Um, the year after, I think we had 12, and now this year we're going on three re- fentanyl-related deaths in the Mankato area alone. Well, now, the, just in the paper, there was one that they suspected overdose, and that uh, just happened in North Mankato. Was that another one that's possibly fentanyl-related? We suspect it's definitely heroin and fentanyl-related, yes. So how, I, I'll admit, I don't know a lot about it either. I mean, do you take fentanyl? Is it like to get high, or what is it? In- F- uh, fentanyl is is a synthetic opioid. It was developed uh, for the medical setting, uh, pharmaceutical. Um, and when used properly, in a, uh, like if you have surgery, it's a good drug. Um, but this, uh, the street stuff is people are taking it to get high. It's a opioid, much like heroin is. Um, people snort it, they inject it, they smoke it, they eat it, uh, any way they can get into their body. So is there something with this that, I mean, that's, is it because they just take too much, or is it laced with something, or what's the... No, fentanyl is not laced with anything. Fentanyl is fentanyl. Uh, sometimes other drugs, I don't call it laced, I call it mixed, because it's not. It's put in there intentionally. Um, some people will mix uh, fentanyl with heroin, but we have seen very little heroin this year. All of our opioid seizures have been fentanyl, uh, mostly the fentanyl pills. And it's a depressant, and people take too much, and basically, uh, uh, in simple terms, they quit breathing. Where is it all coming from? Why the increase? The increase is due to the demand for it. Um, but, I mean, how did that happen? Did people all of a sudden just hear about it? Is it through the grapevine? or? Yep. Uh, people here, they, they're addicts. They want to try the next thing, and pretty soon fentanyl caught on. Um, <clears throat> last year, we seized five or six fentanyl pills here in Mankato. This year, we're up to almost 3,000. So in that short of time, that wow. it it jumped that much. Um, the 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 fentanyl pills that we're dealing with here in Mankato, um, we know directly came from Mexico. Oh really? So are we a, a portal to somewhere else on the way, or are we a, a destination site for these drugs to come? I'd say that Mankato is definitely a destination. Yeah, they have. Uh, there's a market for it here, and once uh, drug dealers find that out, then they go get more and and they sell it to their customers. It's it's basically as simple as that. Now, Kara, you are on the recovery side, recovery specialist Kara Richardson with Next Step Recovery, Blue Earth County Treatment Courts. What have you seen through the years? I mean, is this one of those things that is hard to kick or what? what I mean, what do you, you've seen a lot through the years, I imagine. So to, how is this any different? It's different because the folks becoming addicted to this and using this drug are really young. Uh-huh. Um, right now, the CDC um, is reporting that um, the data shown now is the fentanyl overdose to be the top cause of death among U.S. adults age 18 to 45. Um, it's uh, su- surpassing those attributed to COVID-19, suicide, and car accidents combined. So is it something peop- they make and then they, they sell it or do they steal it? Or I mean, like, how, does it, how does it happen? These kids are using it. Um, COVID hit us. Right. And the opposite of addiction is connection and so we get these kids that are trying new things um, and they get hooked up with the wrong people and they're trying these new pills and it's given them a sensation that they enjoy um, for my understanding I've never used fentanyl but from my understanding it's not even a good high it just kind of lays you out and um, what we're seeing on the treatment end is young people coming in and they're beautiful and they're vibrant and their entire lives are being stolen from them. Um, It's everywhere. 
And, you know, Jeff, Jeff speaks about um, what he sees on his end. And what I see on my end is people are not even calling in overdoses. So there's there's things such as overdose parties where people are using until they literally overdose and then they're using naloxone and they're bringing themselves back and they so narcan is yeah, what that yeah okay. and they're continuing to use um i would i would say in mankato there's multiple overdoses every single day that really? are not getting reported to police because people are scared for one you know they don't want to get in trouble right. you know it, they are protected by stevens law um, what it, is that? I don't know. What that is. It's it was it was set up if a person's overdosing or um, and you're at the scene, you can call law enforcement so they can come and help, and you won't be charged yourself. Okay. Okay. So I mean, there are some limitations to it, but um, it, people are getting left alone to die alone. It's very heartbreaking. Um, and, and we've seen that. Uh, we've seen people who are just uh, dropped off at, in the sidewalk at the hospital by their friends because they don't want to be because involved. they don't want to be involved and they don't want to get uh, caught with something or, or they just like Kara said run out of the house and leave them to die without helping them or calling anyone and so it's and it's sad I feel like I'm living in a little dome or something because when you say it's happening every day all the time I don't see that so I mean where where is it all happening and you know I feel naive I guess and that's why we're doing this event because we want people to be aware of it and we need to we need to talk about it and just to add to uh, fentanyl like with my grandson Travis he he was he was given heroin with fentanyl mixed into it he did not know there was fentanyl in it and a lot of these kids a great deal of these kids don't know it's in there they're buying um, their opioid pills you know like um, I can't even think. Oxycontin. Yeah, oxycontin. That's a, that's exa- that's what my grandson was addicted to. But some of these kids are getting these pills from people, and there's no oxy in them. It's all pure fentanyl, but they don't know that. And that's what's so scary because it only takes a few grams of fentanyl to kill someone because it attacks their brain and it shuts everything down and they gradually die. And a lot of these kids take those pills and they do them at home by themselves. They're not, you know, doing them with other friends. So by the time their parents get to them, they're gone already and they can't be helped. And that's where Narcan can be helpful if you can get to them in time or if that person who maybe if somebody's with them, they try to give them Narcan and then stay with them and get a hold of the emergency people to help them. But a lot of these kids don't know they're taking fentanyl at all. They have no clue that it's even in there. Is fentanyl cheaper or something? Why the drug dealers or whoever is giving this instead of what they maybe think they're getting? It's more addictive. It's oh. more. It's very, very addictive. So if they can get that into the other drugs, then those then the then the people get even more addicted to it, and they want more, and they want. And, and it's a different kind of high from my understanding, so they want something bigger than that. And it is cheaper, uh, much cheaper. Uh, for heroin, you need to grow poppies, and all that's grown in Afghanistan. It's got to be produced. Uh, fentanyl can be made by ordering the ingredients online and making it in the laboratory because it's, it's, it's synthetic. Um, one of those fentanyl pills I was talking about, a blue, um, they call them um, counterfeit oxy pills. Um, you can buy one for between 15 and $30 here in Mankato. I've seen three adults overdose on one pill. They cut it up into thirds and snorted it. One died and two had to be intubated at the hospital, and they spent $15 for that pill. And wow. it had it had fentanyl it in it. It was pure fentanyl. And pure they fentanyl. didn't know that. 
Right. And that's what's scary. These kids are dying and they don't even, they're paying, playing Russian roulette with their lives and they don't even know it. Tell me about Travis. What what was he like and, and how did he maybe go down this road that obviously any grandmother would be not wanting them to go? Right. Well, yeah, you don't, that's not something you want any of your kids to get into. But, you know, he was, he was just a Mankato kid. He mm-hmm. was born here. He was raised here. He had all his friends here. He had his cousin who was his best, very, very best friend, and they all had the same friends. And then when they got into, um, I don't know, he was probably 16, 15, 16, and the kids got a hold of marijuana and that's what started it some kids can smoke marijuana like my grandson Andrew he really doesn't care that much about it I mean he did it because his friends were doing it and they were leaving him behind they weren't taking him with them Travis he would take it and obviously he liked how it made him feel and I think Travis did have some emotional um, problems he wasn't quite sure what his role was in this world he was a good kid. I mean, he had a smile that, you know, my my friend said he smiled with his whole being. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he made friends easily. He was a good kid. I loved him as my grandson. I watched him come into this world. I never thought I would watch him go out of this world. But, you know, he was just a normal kid. You know, we never expected that to happen. I always said how blessed we were, you know, that my girls were good and my grandkids, not that he had anything wrong. You know, we had a pretty good life. And then all of a sudden this happened. And it was so difficult because to try to find help, you know, we didn't know that much about that. You know, I mean, I grew up in an alcoholic home and, and they had treatment centers, but, you know, I didn't know very little about the drugs. But Travis had, you know, he was, he was a kid. He had dreams. He wanted to get married and have children. He loved kids. He was a new uncle. He just had a, um, a new nephew that came into the world. He did not want to die. He didn't ask for that. Well, I want to turn then to Kara because you are dealing with, like you said, a lot of these lovely young kids that you see coming in. How does it happen? I mean, is it trouble kids? Is it just any, like she said, her grandson, just this normal, regular kind of teen and I've got two teens. I mean, obviously, I want to know what I can do to prevent something like this from happening. Yeah. I mean, some of it is environmental. You know, it's how a person is raised. And the other is just is just kids experimenting when they're in their youth. And they ended up stumbling across fentanyl in something that they didn't know was there, like Nancy spoke about. And it, 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 grab, it grabs hold of you. And it's hard to get off. And and if you're if you're stuck in that moment and you ne- you feel helpless and hopeless and you don't know where to turn and as family members they don't know how how to help a person who struggles with with the disease of addiction in general you know sometimes we see a lot of enabling we see a lot of, of things that people aren't educated about and there's a lot of stigma around substance use disorders too you know families get ashamed to even speak about it and ask for help and there it's hard to find help unless you know where you're you're looking um, and where to ask. Um, I stumbled, I met Nancy at a, at, at a press conference and her family, otherwise I hadn't heard of her family prior. And when she explained to me the things that she did not know um, as a grandmother and as a family in ways that she possibly could have offered Travis some help and some understanding and educating other people, it shocked me that you know, I just thought, well, everybody knows Narcan's available. Everybody knows where to get naloxone. Everybody, everybody knows these these areas to reach out to. Um, 
and she's right there in the same town as me, and she did not know where to search. And I, it, I it, would say I, I agree with, with Nancy because I would be the same way. I, I wouldn't know, and that's why probably I'm asking questions that maybe to you sound, well, how could she not know that? But if you're not a part of that and involved every day, like obviously uh, Lieutenant Wurzel is, I mean, he sees it all the time. It's And like you mentioned, Jeff, it's something that you see so often you probably think, oh, here's another one versus some of us that are are shocked. Right. Kara's exactly right. Her and I deal with the same type of environment, people every day. So I was surprised. Uh, I was at the at Travis's death, and when I tried to explain to Travis's mom um, what I thought killed him, she had never heard of fentanyl before. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, how could you have never heard of fentanyl? But um, Kim had never heard of it before, Travis's mom. So same thing. Um, and that's when we realized we need to get people notified of this stuff. Is fentanyl the, the worst problem we have? I mean, you also talk about marijuana, and she, you talked about your grandson used that, and maybe it was introduced somehow in that. Is, And I know this is going to be very controversial because they're trying to legalize it, so, you know, I, I don't want to get too controversial, but is it considered a gateway drug in some senses? I don't like to use the term gateway drug, but what I tell parents is if uh, their kids start smoking marijuana, Pretty soon, if that becomes their main pastime of going to houses with their buddies to hang out and smoke marijuana, pretty soon they're going to be at a place where more drugs are there, and they're going to try those drugs. And then they're going to get addicted to those drugs, and then they're going to try something else. Uh, I don't think Kara would argue that that's the case. Or <clears throat> That's very much the case. Yes. Um, it's very much the case. So it doesn't, marijuana doesn't force people to start using other drugs, but when you find yourself around uh, people that are using other drugs and you like getting high, you're going to experiment with it. I've just seen it so many times. And it's so easy to get these drugs also. I mean, the kids are ordering it on Snapchat, and it's delivered right to their homes. I mean, during COVID, these kids would order it off of Snapchat. They'd get it, and the guy would meet them around the corner. They'd tell their mom and dad, well, I'm going to go for a walk, you know, because we're all trapped in here. They'd meet them around the corner and get it, and the parents had no clue. The kid would go upstairs and take it, and the next morning when they went to get them up, they were gone. Oh my gosh! All right, so I have a teenager who just got a phone, and my I'm we're one of those late late adapter parents. My one son is 15, the other is 18, and they just got a phone this summer for the first time. And so my 15 year old is on. I said, "Well, what what are you on on that?" He says, "Snapchat." And so now, do I need to worry <laughs> about that? I mean, how how you do need you to know? Be cautious. Are there signs? Are there symptoms? I mean, how do you how does a parent know? Like you said, as a grandmother, you didn't know. Whoever wants to talk, <clears throat> Kara or. It's 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 a slippery slope, if you will. I, we watch for behavior changes, right? I mean, and, and teenagers are hard anyways. We watch for the groups of people they're hanging out with and, and the environments and their actions. And, and really educating our, ourselves on substance use disorders is very important. Um, we, we have to understand... <sighs> At the end of the day, there is a way out. Let, don't let what we're saying completely scare the community. There is a way out. It does sometimes take multiple um, times within treatment, but we do see spirits come back to life. You know, we do, we do see that. But this the thing I'm scared of, and I know I'm kind of changing the subject, but it is indeed the fentanyl. It's it, They're putting it in everything, and, and I'm going to put it out there because I'm a recovery specialist, so I can do this without sounding political. My fear is, and I know that we're going to be seeing, now that they're legalizing gummies, that whomever is manufacturing this is going to start putting it in the gummies as well. And, you know, the gummies are going to be there, and the kids are going to get, we're going to see a lot more 
the ER visits, we're going to see a lot more deaths. It's just the way it is. And for the people who struggle with substance use disorders, in which I tell you is many, is many, many, it's, you know, it is. It's just keeping addiction alive, and it's unfortunate. And I, um, I have a big issue with that. I have an issue with fentanyl. I have an issue with people being too scared to call law enforcement now because of some things that have gone on. I have an issue with um, grandparents crying over their lost loved one. I can't count how many I've lost. Um, so our main goal, I guess, in this whole thing is just to bring awareness um, and some stigma, stigma and um, tell people they're not alone. If they're struggling right now, reach out. Um, that will help. Um, and come scary. to our event because come, yeah. yeah so the event we're going to have lots of, of tables there with people who yeah the event is coming up on august 21st which is next sunday. sunday okay and it is a, a wanting just people to come and it's at the ray erlinson park and you're gonna have a lot of resources and things and I mean, did you talk about the stigma, Kara. Are people going to be like, well, I don't want to be there because my kids don't have a problem. But what, as grandma, what would you say? I would say that it this the fentanyl doesn't discriminate. I mean, it doesn't care, you know, if you're rich, if you're poor, if you um, what your religious beliefs are. It just doesn't care. It's going to take any kid. And peer pressure is pretty strong. Like my one grandson, I mean, he, he did marijuana just because the kids were leaving him behind. If he didn't do it, he didn't really like doing it, but he went because he didn't. He was getting tired of being left behind. So parents need to know. You know, you need to um, be aware of it so you can prevent it before it actually happens. You know, be aware of what you should be looking for and, and what the kids are into and what the dangers are that they are facing today. You know, there's, they're facing it every single day in the schools or, you know, in the kids are in there doing drugs in the bathrooms and you know and and I I can't blame the schools totally because they can't watch every single kid they can't put cameras in the in the restrooms but you know even they have to learn to be aware of it I mean it's not just parents and kids that need to be educated it's doctors and teachers and superintendents and principals and the law enforcement and the justice systems they they all need to be educated because this is new I mean, it's not something that, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but it's never been like this before. Uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned going from, what, a few pills to 3,000? Right. That's, I mean, that's a huge, huge jump. It is. And, and you know, methamphetamine is still mm-hmm. the most prevalent drug in this area. Oh, is it? Real? That's what it, I was going to ask. Did meth but but meth is not, is not um, poisoning people to their death as much as fentanyl, and that's why. I always thought that was like a horrible thing, meth. It, well, meth's not good. Meth is bad. <laughs> um, but it does, it, and it scares me, but um, fentanyl is, is killing people. It's killing young, beautiful people. Quickly. Um, quickly. And that's why we need to, and, and people aren't aware of it. So we need to get the word out. So, if, but how can you stop it? I mean, kids are going to be kids, and kids are going to do what kids do. So, I mean, I, I feel like it's a hard thing to do. Well, Commander Worsell and his team are really doing a great job. They've they've been cleaning up the streets, and I I could cry because they've just been working so hard to to keep people safe. It's so a, it's a big deal. What are you doing, Lieutenant Worsell? Um, proactively going after people selling the pills, and and the reason why we've seized. 3,000 pills this year is because we practically went after the people selling them. We we seized them. Uh, we're never going to stop it, but we want to do as much as we can to slow it down and, and to um, 
keep um, good families like Nancy from losing children. Now, how many did you say in Mankato we've lost? Like So far uh, this year, three. Three this year. Yep. But it's, like you said, it's continuing. It's, and it's three too many. Um, there's been more than three overdoses, uh, deaths in, Man- in the area, but three that we know for sure fentanyl was involved. And you mentioned the resources. I don't know that most people know that you can get Narcan or where you would get Narcan mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. So we have RAN here in Mankato, and we also have We Recovery. They cover or they carry um, naloxone and Narcan. Um, we'll have some at the event. Yep. So we'll have Christian table Solutions. Christian they Solutions. Also, and they do. Um, I mean, how do you? Training. So if you're a parent and you think your kid's using, do you go, hey, can I get some Narcan just in case? Or I mean, you can go right to your pharmacist and, and oh. get it. I, I personally think that in every it, it's the world we live in now, and I believe that every person should carry it. Yes. You could possibly save a life when you're not even expecting it. The problem is, is we're seeing it take multiple doses to bring a person out. Um, we had recently had an individual who, who used just a tiny bit of, of fentanyl. Um, they overdosed, and it took nine um, doses of Narcan to bring them back. And they, I mean, it was, they're alive. But what does what does the Narcan do? Is it? I mean, how does it counteract that? And so Narcan um, is an opioid receptor blocker. Okay. Um, Narcan will not hurt you if you don't need it. Um, so the opioids uh, affect your opioid sensors in your brain, which tells your lungs to quit breathing, basically in simple terms. The Narcan blocks that, um, and, and Narcan is is basically a band aid until EMS gets there and opens mm-hmm. up their airway and breathes for them until they get the opioid wears off. Um, that's why there's so many doses, because if they took a lot of fentanyl, you need to hit them with Narcan several times before you can get their airway opened up. Um, but like Kara said, some people don't call 911, so they got to keep giving that Narcan until it's worn off. And Narcan, just because we have it, does not mean you're going to save the life. Right. Correct. Because, you're, I mean, if you can't just say, well, I'm going to take drugs, and then I'll just have Narcan, so I'll be fine. You right. can't say that. Yeah, you give them Narcan, then you call 911. Because unfortunately, well, that's and happening, unfortunately if you yeah. are the one taking the drug and it has nar- has fentanyl in it, you're not going to be alert enough to give yourself. But uh, but some I mean, people know that feeling, I guess, and they can do it. But the fact that you, you if you have parties and people are doing this to get high, and then they've got the Narcan saying, "Well, he'll be fine," so I'll just give him some of this. I mean, to me, that just continues the the process of taking more and more drugs, sort of. But it still may save a life. You know, we can't take that away. What we can do is let the kids know that, that this is not the the go-to all place. I mean, just because you have Narcan doesn't mean you're going to be able to save your friend. You know, so we need to let them know that. But we do also need to let them know that Narcan can bring them back if they get to them in time. Right, possibly. Yeah. And, I mean, my word of advice to people that are actively using right now is not to use alone. Go slow. Um, get some fentanyl test strips, test what you're using before you use it, um, and carry naloxone. You uh, can test t- to see. Yeah. How it doesn't always not show 100%, up. Not a hundred percent. It's not. It could. We've seen them. I've never. I've mixing. never tried using them, but I know they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's. Well, I have it's, some. it's part of the the <laughs> the harm harm reduction. Yeah. You know. Um, we're not enabling and saying go ahead and use. Right. We're saying don't die. Yeah. And please ask for help so we can help you before you kill yourself or somebody else and you go to prison for murder because this is a murder charge. And that's one of the things I was going to say is it says fentanyl poisoning is not an overdose. It is a murder. So these people that you're catching on the streets trying to catch, you're catching murderers. Basically, yeah. Um, We had six, I think, last year um, 
uh, people we arrested for third degree murder. If you in Minnesota, it doesn't have to just be fentanyl. If you provide or sell someone a substance that leads to their death, then it, it covers the third degree murder statute. So we actively go after these people. Um, we don't get them all, but it's part of our, our mission as a task force. Are they locals that are doing this? Yep. They so are so they're local people that somehow got connected with wherever they're getting it. You mentioned Mexico was a common. You know, sometimes they're, um, they're kids too that just want to help their buddy out and sell their buddy something and they end up getting a murder charge. Okay. And they're not always the gunslinging, um, you know, drug dealer that you think of walking the streets or it's sometimes it's the, it's the dead person's buddy that ends up getting the charge for it. What can we tell our kids? I mean, you talk about awareness. Um, I've got two teens. What what should I say to them? You know, if you're at, at school and you got these the little hairbow gummies, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a gummy, you know, no big deal. Don't do it. Well, don't take anything <laughs> unless it's been prescribed by your doctor. Well, what if you're just thinking it's a candy, gummy candy, though? Well, you still tell them, That's don't, an, it, don't take it from anybody. That it's, it's educating ourselves and educating our children. Right. I have yeah. a young young one at home. He's 12, and I educate him, and it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. And it opens up doors that you're kind of afraid of as a parent, but yeah. we have to educate our kiddos. And I just tell them. If anybody ever offers you anything or if you have a headache or something at school, you do not take anything, absolutely anything. If you have period cramps at school, speaking of a girl, that, that's happened somewhere in her, um, in the United States where a young girl, mm-hmm. she was having menstrual cramps and she got a pill from one of her friends and it turned out it had fentanyl in her. She was a cheerleader. It killed her. Wow. So it's just... So go to the school nurse, basically. Go to the school nurse yeah. or just wait until you get home. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't take anything. And it's not like the 80s. It's not just the marijuana. It's not just the speed. It's not just the methamphetamines anymore. This stuff is killing people left and right. Um, it's unfortunate. What does it look like? I mean, how would I know? Or can't you really, isn't there no really identity it, to it? Yeah, we've seen it in the blue pills. We've seen it in powder. We see it in heroin. Um, there's liquid fentanyl we've seen. There's no catch-all on what it looks like. So there's really nothing you could say like, well, it's in a little blah, blah, blah form. Right. And a, and a microgram can kill you. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, as much of a couple grains of salt can kill you if you're not yeah. opioid dependent. So Wow. Yeah. That's the, the tip of a pencil, lead, is right. all it takes to kill you. Jeff, how do you not get jaded seeing this year after year after year? I mean, it's got to be hard. Well, you don't know me. Maybe I am. No. <laughs> well, um, well know, I used to, you know, being a reporter in, in television, sometimes you do get jaded. You go to scenes of accidents and right. see all these horrible things. Um, and it, it's really hard. Yeah, it is. It's hard, but it's also we see successes and that keeps you going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this event, you're all going to be there. It's coming up. I want to make sure we, we give the date and the place and everything that's going to happen on August 21st. It's a Sunday. It happens from noon to three o'clock at the Ray Erlinson Park here in Mankato. And it will include, all of you will be there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And tell me a, a little bit, are you speaking or what's going to be, the, what's happening? Karen and I are both speaking. I believe Nancy, you are too. Um, my daughter, Kim, is going okay. to talk That's about Travis. The mother of Travis, yes. okay. And we have other uh, family, uh, affected family members that are going to come talk that lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. We have... Um, uh, a young gal speaking as well who is a she has survived uh, fentanyl addiction um, we have some politicians coming it's going to be a really big event I'm going to raise a little hell and have a good time well hey. we also have um, the MSU students who have the st- MSU students who have the students for alcohol and drug education oh, okay. the group they're going to be there and they are going to have somebody talk we have Hope Network which is the Steve Rumler Foundation and they work throughout 
everywhere. I mean, they, you call them and need Narcan, they'll send it to you. They'll train you and send it to you. We have some representatives and a few senators that may be speaking. Uh, Mark Griffith from the Southern Minnesota EMS is going to be speaking. And we do have some mothers who are going to be talking about their loss. We have a food truck. The Pelican's going to be okay. there for people's convenience. We'll have a balloon release. We have bi biodegradable balloons and strings, and people can put notes or write on them, and we'll send them all to heaven to, to greet their young people that they've lost. Um, the crime dog is going to be there. McGruff. McGruff, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. they're backing, they're backing right. um, this, this program and this day. So, and I think that's a great way to start getting to the young people. And the, it says that the governor, governor has proclaimed this day as a day to spread awareness across the state of Minnesota regarding fentanyl poisoning. And you've also requested that the mayor sign a proclamation and for she Mankato. Did. Oh, she did. She okay. did. Yep. Very good. So August 21st, a day that Mankato will spread awareness throughout the area and surrounding communities. And you want to basically get the, the word out about this awful thing. And I see that, is there a website or something people can go to find out more information? Like if you're a parent or something, you want to just learn more? We're on social media. Um, I use social media as a platform for one of my recovery sites because everybody's on social media right now. And it's instant. We can get people some resources instant. So it's Next Step Recovery. Next Step Recovery. Yep, on Facebook. People can get on there. We have endless... Um, endless resources on there from from AA and NA meetings to to events to uh, if somebody posts and they're struggling we can get them we can get them some help instantly um, so they know they're not alone and Nancy has a, a site going on as well yeah we what have a face site? we have a Facebook page it's called um, fentanyl is killing our future and that's a page that we created for Travis and there's all kinds of information out there and parents out there who are talking about what they've been going through so and there we have posted the flyers pretty much all over the place so hopefully they'll be able to and it's uh, Ray Erlinson Park on right off of East Main Street mm -hmm. there it's from 12 noon to 3 o'clock 3 or 3 30 mm -hmm. and we're going to have all kinds of um, organizations there who are going to have information about what they can provide and hopefully people are going to find that hand reached out to them that they're looking for. And there will be, I assume, things that, that will be given out information. Oh, definitely, so definitely. Learn more. Lots and lots and of stuff, like yes. Narcan and yep. pamphlets and people there to talk to them. Anything else you want people to know about this important issue? I was gonna, I was gonna say to Kara, Kara, is there hope, like if you're addicted to fentanyl, can you oh, overcome yeah. it? Oh yeah, okay. there, there is hope. Okay. It, it takes some, um, it takes a second, but, um, like I said, spirits come back and we see people recover okay. and live a full, beautiful life. Um, but they have to stop using it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that, that's the hard part. Get and I think the recovery die. community, too, is so important because they give so much to each other. You know, when I've talked to some of the young people that are in recovery, I mean, you can just tell that they care about each other too so if you can get your kids into that when they've come out you know it's it's a wonderful is thing. it mainly kids then are you seeing older people too i've seen yeah, yeah doesn't, doesn't matter how old doesn't you matter. are how rich you are what color you are yeah. I've, I've they've all been killed by this and affected by it even it, it, seniors because seniors yeah. are, are addicted to a lot of the opioids that they've gotten in the past and now they can't get it anymore so they are going to the streets to get it too yeah wow. it does um, not discriminate no. so if anything please come to the event um 
even if you quote unquote think you're a normal person with a normal family come learn <laughs> come <laughs> come come celebrate successes and and what is normal, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to educate yourself because these kids are smart. They know about drugs. I mean, you may not think they do, but they do. They know about them. Talk to them. Ask them. Well, they know. know more than me, I'm sure. Well, they more. certainly do know. And if you try to, to fool them by talking smart, like, oh, I know this and this and this, they're going to laugh at you because <laughs> they know you're not, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so educate yourself. It's so important that, that um, parents and friends and everybody knows what's going on out there what our kids are facing plus everybody should be carrying narcan everybody and you'll be giving narcan at that event too yes okay good to know so that is the first national fentanyl poisoning awareness and prevention day held in mankato sunday august 21st at ray Erlinson park noon to three i hope you get a great turnout i hope people learn this important thing that you need to know i want to thank our guests this morning nancy sack who is the grandmother of travis gustafson who passed away uh, from Fentanyl, Jeff Worsell, Minnesota River Valley Drug Task Force, and Kara Richardson, the Next Step Recovery, Blue Earth County Treatment Courts Recovery Specialist. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Take care. All right. It is a, oh, you have something else you wanted to? Well, I just wonder if um, they, we also have an overdose awareness day coming up on oh. August 31st. Talk about that. Yeah. And Kara probably <laughs> knows more about that. I just want to get that so out there. So uh, that's the next, well, let's see. That's the week after. Yeah, a week later, the overdose awareness. Uh, what's that about, Kara? It says it's August 31st, 8 p.m. at Spring Lake Park in the shelter along Webster Avenue. What will that be about? It's coming together for it's coming together for ones that we have lost. Um, and right now our national average is we're losing someone every six minutes. Wow. So have, have while we have been sitting here this morning, that's how many we have lost. And it's uh, so we're just coming together again to spread awareness and to um, celebrate, if you will, the ones that we have lost and to, to let them know that they're, they're not, you know, people aren't alone and we haven't forgot them. Very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for bringing that up. I yeah. appreciate that.